Hey there, before we jump in today, I wanted to tell you about my other podcast, Jump to Recipe. It is a show for busy people who love to cook. A new episode is out today, and I am talking with Amy Lawrence of Gourmet Done Skinny about food prep. She has a new book out called The Power of Food Prep. I'm telling you, her tips blew my mind, and I'm not a food prep person at all. Really, really great stuff, and she also gives our listeners free access to the PDF of the book. So you've got to check it out. Search for Jump to Recipe wherever you listen to podcasts and you will find it there. Now on with the show. It's time for Recipe of the Day. If you're looking for a nice roast dinner idea, a pork loin is always a great choice. I'm going to say it's not my favorite choice. When it comes to pork, I really do prefer pork butt or pork shoulder. They're just juicier. If you think about like the difference between chicken breast and chicken thigh, the pork loin is more like the chicken breast. It's leaner. You have to be careful not to overcook it. A little bit drier if you're not careful. And then the pork butt and the pork shoulder, they're more like chicken thighs and chicken drumstick meat. That like juicier, a little bit more forgiving, a little more mouth watering. Having said that, a pork loin is quite a bit more elegant. You know, we think about the pork butt, pork shoulder, that's for like pulled pork and that kind of thing, whereas pork loin is like a beautiful roast with thin slices. So those are the differences. But pork loin is, of course, a great option. You can do it like I'm going to tell you today, which is sort of the basics of how to roast a pork loin to get it quite delicious, quite juicy. We're going to do it. Or you can do something fancier, which I will link to, which is the spiral cut where you kind of cut it open and unroll it and then add a stuffing and roll it up. You get these beautiful spiral slices. So you could do either of those. I'm telling you about the basic one today. Now, before I get started, I just want to make sure that we are talking about the same thing, pork loin, not pork tenderloin. Those are different things. Now, if you've been listening to me for a while, you probably know that I'm going to use the reverse sear for this pork loin. I use that for almost every kind of roast that I do, all kinds of roast pork, of course, roast chicken, roast beef. I love it. This is where instead of the traditional way of searing the roast at a hot temperature first and then roasting it at a lower temperature, you do it opposite. You roast it at the lower temperature first, right? for the beginning. And then at the very end, you blast it with heat. And the reason for that is you get that low, slow cooking, then you let it rest, actually. And that lets all the juices settle, it rests up. And then just before you serve it, you put it back into the heat. And then that gets that nice crust on it, you slice it immediately and serve. So there's no like timing and figuring that out. But also, what it means is that any crust that you develop from the beginning or from the cooking time does not sort of disappear as the roast steams and rests at the end. You're developing that crust at the end so that it stays right there when you're serving it. It's actually really brilliant, works beautifully. If you haven't tried it before, you've got to try it. I'm going to be doing that with this one. So as I get into it, I just want you to not be, if you're familiar with how to roast meats and you've done it before, you're going to be like, wait, why isn't she searing it? She forgot that step. It's because we're doing it at the end, not at the beginning. Now, I do not usually brine my pork loin, but I probably should because I was just saying that I find it drier, right? And whenever you find a meat a little bit drier, brining it is going to help. And the brine also lets you get the salt of the seasoning right into the very middle of the meat. So it's not just on the outside. So I will link to my basic brine recipe for this and you can use it absolutely or you can dive right in. So you're going to preheat the oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit and then you're going to mix together some black pepper, some garlic powder and some salt. Now I like to mix them together in a bowl and then sprinkle them on so that I know that I'm evenly doing the whole thing 
something, if you kind of go in with the pepper first and then the garlic powder and then the salt, you might be hitting it in different places and different amounts. This lets you get nice and even. Also, if you measure it into a bowl, then you're going in with your hands and putting it on the pork and rubbing the pork, then you're back in the bowl. You're not touching your salt shaker, your garlic powder container. You're not having to wash your hands over and over in between as you switch between those spices. Mix them all into the bowl while your hands are clean. Then your hands can get all dirty on the roast just going to that bowl. Then discard anything left in the bowl if you don't use it all because you've just touched it with your pork fingers, right? Then you rub that all over your pork loin roast, all over it. Now, if my pork loin roast has a layer of fat on it, I leave it on there. I don't trim it off. It does add that little bit of extra moisture and juiciness that the pork loin doesn't have on the inside because it doesn't have very much marbling. So at least it has on the outside. Also, when we do that reverse sear I was talking about with that high temperature, it gets really nice and crunchy and brown, that fat. I love it so much. So you rub that seasoning all over the pork roast, all around every part of the outside, and then you're going to transfer it to a roasting pan. Now, I do my pork loin on a rack because it's not in the oven for as long as some other roasts. I want the heat to really be able to circulate under it. I don't usually use a rack because it's not usually necessary, especially with bigger roasts that are in the oven for longer. Also, if I'm making gravy, I don't use a rack because I find that the drippings that fall off the roast are more likely to burn when they're hitting that hot, hot pan all the time from all directions. They're just hitting hot pan and then you get a bitter flavor in your gravy. And so I like to have the roast touching right in the bottom of the pan, the drippings go off the side. It's a little tempered by the roast a little bit. I also, if you probably listened to me say this before, I often will put some broth or stock into the roasting pan while I'm roasting meats. Most people don't do this because they say it steams the meats. But because we're doing the reverse sear, I don't find that the steaming really makes that much of a difference. And what it does is it protects your drippings because they're hitting the broth instead of the hot pan. And then they're more likely to not be burned and not add that bitterness. Now, having said all of that, the pork loin, you don't get very much drippings from it at all. You probably won't get enough to make any kind of gravy. So it doesn't matter if some of the drippings are falling off and burning a little bit. You're not using them for anything. So that is why I use the racks. The heat circulates and I'm not as worried about those drippings burning. If you do want to make a gravy, you can put some broth under there. It's going to work. You'll get a little bit of pork flavor, a little bit of the salt and seasonings dripping down, just not as much. And you know what? I will link to my recipe for how to make gravy without drippings in case you want gravy and don't end up with drippings from this roast. That method works perfectly. Okay, so you've got your roast on a rack in a roasting pan. If you don't have a rack, use three stalks of celery or three carrots, and that will just set your roast up a little bit higher off the bottom so that air can circulate. I don't recommend necessarily eating those vegetables later, but they would help with that gravy dripping thing that we had going on if you were doing that. They'll be adding some flavor. Okay, then the roast goes into the oven until the internal temperature is between 145 to 160. That's a huge range, and I will explain it. That is going to take between 20 to 30 minutes a pound. Now, this is for a three to five pound pork loin. What is often confusing to people is if they have a much bigger one, like an eight to 10 pound pork loin, guidelines from the pork board from everywhere say to do it for less per pound. It ends up being more like eight to 11 minutes per pound. And that's just because this is a cylindrical piece of meat. So as it gets bigger, it gets longer, not thicker. And so the longer it gets, the heavier it gets, it doesn't actually increase the number of minutes per pound that you need. So if it's a three to five pound pork loin roast, you're going to 20, 25, 30 minutes at most per pound. If it is more of an eight to 10 pound roast, you're doing more eight to 11, maybe 13 minutes per pound. Now, why that big temperature range, 145 degrees Fahrenheit to 160 degrees Fahrenheit as read on an instant read thermometer or a probe that you're allowed 
to have it in the oven that monitors it the whole time. Why that temperature range? Well, it used to be that there was a bacteria in pork that made it unsafe for us to eat it if it was cooked to less than 160 degrees Fahrenheit. And so everywhere recommended that temperature. That is quite a well done pork by today's standards. But many of us grew up with pork at that temperature and we like it to be that solid white color, no pink anywhere in there at all. If that is you, you are cooking it to 155, 160 degrees Fahrenheit. 155 and then it will raise up to 160 when it's resting for sure. Now, if you want your pork juicier and you don't mind that little bit of pink, like if you're like a, well, if you're like a rare steak person, you probably won't mind. If you're even like a medium or medium well steak person, you might not mind just a little bit of pink in there, then you can try it closer to the 145, 150 degree Fahrenheit range. So that's what's going on there. It is safe now, nowadays to cook pork to just 145. It doesn't have to go all the way to 160. That's according to the pork board. That's according to the USDA. But if you don't like the look of that, then you go to 160. Once your roast is at the temperature you want, you take it out of the oven, cover it with foil and let it rest for 30 to 40 minutes. You want a really good rest in there for all those juices to settle. And that's when you can make your gravy from those drippings. You can make your other side dishes. And then you're going to crank the oven heat up to 475 degrees Fahrenheit. And you're putting the roast back in there uncovered. And if you had a thermometer in there, take the thermometer out of there as well. I'm also going to say I like to either use a different roasting pan or to move the pork out and really wipe out the roasting pan that I had it in before putting the pork back in and roasting it. That's just because that high temperature in the oven is going to burn anything that is in that pan onto it. So if you have any little bits of drippings or anything like that, it's going to burn them on there, making clean up harder. So it is easier to use a new pan or to wipe that pan out first. And then it's just going in that hot oven for about 10 minutes, maybe 15 you just want that nice brown crust on the outside. And then as soon as it comes out, you are slicing it and serving it. It doesn't need to rest again. That is your perfect roast pork loin. I'll put the link to this recipe in the show notes or you can head to cookthestory.com slash ROTD and get it there. I'm Christine Pittman from Cook the Story. Let's get cooking. 